1-2 pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive right center field. Base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Waiting for it. Oh, he booted it. One runner's in. Here comes the throw. going on everybody welcome to the debut episode of the bell smashers podcast i'm your co-host kylie and i am jen uh so we don't have Haley on today she might be coming on later i'm not 100 percent sure but not right now uh she had to do something last minute so we'll just uh we gotta we gotta, we gotta do it so you know um this is just gonna be a podcast you know about the Phillies and kind of go over, I guess, the week in that we do, I guess, and kind of go from there. Yeah, we are very much like playing it by ear. Obviously, we're in the off season. Yeah, so. that's the biggest part of that. <laughs> Even though we have the shortest off season, yes. um, there will be stuff to talk about. Not as much as like during a regular season, but we will still be around. Yeah, so we're, it's not going to – right now, because it's the offseason, it's going to be a little different. Um, but we just wanted to start this now, get it going, and kind of just recap the amazing season that we had this year. Unexpected. Like amazing, to, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, even in the intro video, you saw, like, you know, the, it ended with the Stott home run, and he had Bedlam at the bank and the Reese's slam, like – there were just so many moments of the season that were just so much fun to watch. I agree. And with the way the season started, just like never could have imagined this is how it would have ended. Exactly. I mean, I went to opening day and seeing the leadoff Schwarber home run, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll make, we'll do something. I did not expect to go to game six of the World Series. Me neither. Like, as much as it hurts that it ended, in the wrong way you just have to be happy that it even happened like as cliche as that sound but like be happy that it even happened because you fire your manager mid, like 22 and 29 season mm-hmm. underperforming like crazy mm-hmm. yeah I 
when Gerard was fired, I was genuinely shocked because yeah. it was early, it was early June. And so like not even that close to the all-star break yet. So then that's when I realized like, oh, ownership is very serious <laughs> about winning. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure about Thompson. Um, I wasn't cause I wasn't too, too familiar with him. Um, same. But absolutely love him now. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, same. I remember um, someone posted on Twitter like a, a video from spring training of last year, maybe, of Rob Thompson with like all the players mm-hmm. and showing how he interacts with all the players and how close they are. And that's when I said, okay, I feel like he'll be good. And then, second, I... when. When we started winning with him, obviously, and then they were having like parties in the locker room and you could hear them in the background of Rob's interviews. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, the vibes are different. Yeah, very different. And I mean, it's no coincidence that Stott had his first career home run once Girardi left. Agreed. I mean, playing the young guys, I, I love when they did that. I mean, with, with Stott, Bohm, Bohm's resurgence this year has been great to watch. <laughs> like the intro video started out with you know Bohm saying what he said and we all know what happened after that so that's it's been nice to see him come back so many things with so many players like just yeah again going back to April that was when we got no hit by the Mets and that was when Schwarber like went off on Angel Hernandez we had some very rough <laughs> rough times in the early months of the season we definitely did uh but after seeing i forgot about that short like right? i was just thinking like <laughs> it it's crazy that it all happened in one season i it feels like a lifetime ago and it does yeah, when when that happened i remember thinking oh this will be actually this will be good this will like the team will come together around this and they'll start improving obviously that didn't happen but what it happened the way it was supposed to yeah it definitely did (laughs) um it's like from the lockout which was still this season which is still hard to believe because every it's just so much has happened not just with us but with you know all the other teams and it really just goes to show how long a season is yeah like the players always talk about like 162 games and that's really true. Like I it is. just spent literally seven months with the playoff watching the Phillies. Yeah. So that's why when I when I wonder like how come I miss them, I feel such a void in my life because more than half the year was spent watching them. Yeah, we got an extra two months of them. Mm-hmm. I guess a month and a half, but still. <laughs> yeah, like, close enough. Yeah, I mean, this is the most games I've ever been to. In a season. Oh, me too. And I, yeah, I know um, you and I are both in DC area. So I did a yeah. couple like at Nat Stadium mm-hmm. too. Um, so that was nice. Did you end up going to the last Nets series at all? No, I was out of town for that one. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember if you did yeah. or not. Um, I went to two of those games. One where Schwarber hit two home runs. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um Outside of the, you know, you know, we both went to postseason games. So yeah. outside of the postseason games, which do you think was the best game you went to this season? 
So I went to the game on June 5th, which is uh, my birthday. I wanted to be be there on my birthday, but also, like, I was like, they're playing the Angels. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people who attended, I wanted to see Otani and Trout in person. Um, And that was the Harper Grand Slam and Stott walk-off game. I totally forgot you went to that game, too. (laughs) By far the best regular season game of my life. Absolutely. Of your life, you'd say? Probably. Like, it just – Harper only has – Six Grand Slams in his career, I think. Um, yeah, it's true. And I he saw only one had of them. two in DC. Yeah. So, and then yeah. to see that was only Stott's second home run of his career, and it was a walk off. Yeah. Like, and that game was so. Game. Yeah, and that whole game was wild. Like they were down for nothing, like in the middle of the game. So mm-hmm. I was with my nephew at the yard, like he was playing wiffle ball over there. Like, you know, I was like. It's okay. I, I still got to be here on my birthday. Right. Um, <laughs> and just Little never imagined know. it would. Yeah. Never imagined it would end that way. Um, <sighs> how about, well, how about you? What was your favorite? So I, I went to games other than the Phillies this year. Um, but I think the games that I went to of the Phillies, um, it had to be both of the Nats games, because we won both games. The first one I went to was when JT had that 2020, uh, where he finally broke history and got his 20th stolen base. So that was cool. And then um, the second game was game three of that four-game series, where game two was where we got our butts kicked Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Nationals. So the vibes were super low going into that stadium. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the playoffs, especially because we were facing the Astros. Yeah. For the what we didn't know would be the first of two series in that month. Yeah. Um yeah. but the vibes were super low. And then when we just started hitting home runs, I was like, okay, no, this we're going to the postseason. Yeah. So I'd say probably those two games because just because of how much they meant to the team. I agree. And um, it was funny because the second game when I was there, I uh, first of all, I met Tom McCarthy, so that was cool. Oh, and so jealous. <laughs> he's really cool. <laughs> I love T-Mac. Um, Me too. But when – It was, it was raining game, that day too, right? It was raining. Uh, we weren't even sure if the game was going to be uh, playable. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was even delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went with my mom. And so our seats were right below the booth, the, the uh, press box. And um, it's, you know how when they do giveaways in the stands, they like do a whole row? Yeah. Well, there was nobody there. There's like nobody in the stadium. Yeah. So they had to like grab a whole bunch of people in the section, put them in one row and make it look like they were all in the row. And they actually picked our section. And my mom and I, of course, have all our Philly stuff on. So we were like, can we still go if like we're Phillies fans? And like, yeah, just kind of hide it. But. But that game, it, it was just fun. It was just how much it meant to the team. Yeah. 
And there were so many of those uh, types of games mm-hmm. at the whole, at, all throughout the season. Like even um, also in our intro video, the one against the Dodgers where they won in the 10th and that crazy, like, again, the craziest way possible. Yeah. But it was still a win. Like just uh, they, the fight and fills, they really did win so many games that the Phillies from the past two seasons would not mm-hmm. have won. Yeah, exactly. Um, I went to the Dodgers Phillies game the day before, <laughs> where Cody Bellinger of all people hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of that was like the only loss I went to this whole season. I did pretty well too. I think maybe they lost one or two that I went to, but the vast one or majority. Two? I went three and zero in the playoffs. Oh, you went to nice. three games. <laughs> I know you went to the NLCS. I did. I got tickets to the DSCS and World Series. You went to oh, which World Series game did you go to? Uh, game four. Wait, game three, the one where it was seven nothing. Oh, you went to that one. Yeah, the best one to go to because the other two yeah. obviously were losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone to the other games because that's the only way we would have won. Clearly, I yeah, know, that was my bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I went to <laughs> it's all your fault. Literally. Right. <laughs> I went to the first game, the first playoffs game ever, or not ever, but in Philadelphia for the first time in 10 years. And yeah. so that was game three against yeah, Atlanta. You were at the Bat Slam game. Ah, that was I got a picture of Reese right before he hit it with the postseason like thing. And yeah. I've seen your picture of that. Yeah, it's iconic. <laughs> I, I'm so happy for Reese when that moment happened. I was like, Reese of all people deserves that one. I agree. I if you learn if you become a regular listener of this pod, you will learn that I am a Reese supporter. Yes. I'm not gonna like be a Reese apologist and like right try to say like he didn't mess up when he has a terrible error. But yeah, of course an overall supporter. Yeah, because, I mean, the biggest thing you think of in the postseason with him was, well, not the biggest thing probably at this point, but when it happened against Atlanta in game two, when we lost that game, Mm -hmm. um, essentially because of the error. But when you look back into it, if Wheeler didn't hit that guy, then walk the next guy. Exactly. So it it just goes to show the domino effect that baseball is. That is baseball, truly. And, like, a lot of fans are very reactive, so they're (laughs) they're not going to see the big picture. Um, But that's genuinely the truth. Like, Yeah. And I I also think about Castellanos, who's getting a lot of – what's the right word? Um, A lot of heat because – some at-bats didn't go our way. Um, yeah. But I think people need to remember that he was hurt before. Like, he got hit in the hand, and I think one of his fingers is messed up. And he was hitting 300 at that mm-hmm. point. And then he had the – what this this injury. Yeah. Um, I forget the body part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his, back um, here. Yeah. Yeah. Was so, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, so, again. Right. 
So there, there's more to it. I don't think Cassiano is going to be like this uh, offensively next year. I think he's definitely going to be better. I mean, I agree. I It might not go all the way back up to the way he was in Cincinnati, no. but it'll be way better next season. Yeah. And I mean, it's Cassiano's. Like, he has – I don't think he's the kind of guy that isn't going to try to fix every issue that he has. I agree. So I I don't have the – you know, I'm not expecting MVP, obviously, but I don't see where he won't – I don't see how or why or where, who, what, when he won't improve next year. Me too. Um, who, so – with free agencies starting and us obviously trying to go for a shortstop, who's on your radar aside from Trey Turner? Like who like if we don't get Trey Turner, who's your next one? I or know, is Trey Turner not your number one? He is my number one. I'm definitely a Trey Turner. <laughs> I feel like there are like team Trey Turner. I feel yeah. like there are a, a few guys you you might have to remind me like that everyone is kind of talking about for shortstop. There's Trey Turner, but, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, yeah, and right. uh, Dansby Swanson. Okay. I mean, honestly, I feel like I don't have a strong preference after Turner. Yeah. Like, I do think if it, if they're they seemingly plan to move Stott to second base, so. Whoever, I don't know, whoever ha- would have like the best fit besides Trey on this particular team, assuming Baum stays at third, Reese stays at first, like, you know. Yeah. This is assuming Baum is at third, Reese is at first. And, exactly. And Stott's at, at second, which I love Stott at second. I feel like we'd, I didn't get to see it enough, but. Right. He's so talented. He is. He can excel at either spot. Yeah. I loved I that. I was, I was just going to say quickly, um, Thompson asked him, do you have a preference, shortstop or second base? And he said, big leagues. Yep. <laughs> That's the perfect response. And I it's agree. not surprising coming from him. I agree. And again, he can do well at either spot. So I think he could become a yeah. legendary Phillies second baseman. Um but what That'd are your thoughts awesome. on shortstop? So if we don't get Trey Turner putting best fit, because I don't know, because I feel like Xander might be best fit because of Dombrowski. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Correa. As much as I hate the Astros for countless reasons at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would love Correa. He is great defensively. He's younger than Turner. He would be around longer than Turner. Asaf is just yeah. being younger. He's going, he would be a longer contract. And probably uh, cheaper. I mean, maybe probably not like cheaper. Yeah. I think it would still be a big contract, obviously. Yeah. It's definitely going to still be a big contract. Um, the, the most two expensive are going to be Trey Turner and, um, and Correa. So if we don't get those either of those, we got to go after Xander. And if we get Xander, that's when we could get some pitching. Um, that's a good point. 
Yeah, so it literally there's upsides to whoever we sign. Mm-hmm. I just don't want Dansby Swanson. I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't like as much as I would love to see Braves fans hate seeing him in a Phillies uniform. I also wouldn't be a huge fan of seeing him in a Phillies uniform. <laughs> yeah, like, he's definitely the fourth option for me. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. It's hard, like. I'm so focused on the Phillies. It's harder for me right. to like, think about like where, you know, where else could he land? Like stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I want to be better now with this pod. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So um, obviously we also have pitching needs. Yes. Which I, I would assume was your next question. Yeah. Um, of course, I would love to get like another solid starter. Mm-hmm. But in your opinion, do you feel like that's more important or like really strong bullpen arms? I want to go bullpen because we've seen our bullpen games have actually worked in the past. So if yeah. we can get good bullpen, I don't care. Um, if you can keep Cindergard and move him to the bullpen, that's ideal. I'd love to mm-hmm. keep Cindergard. Um Falter has been a pretty decent starter. Um, so if you have Nola, Wheeler, in no order. So Nola, Wheeler, Falter, uh, Ranger. Mm-hmm. That's four really good starters. Yeah. So you can yeah. you can get a starter like a uh, a low or a lower high end like a high middle end of uh, pitching and for starters and then get just throw all the money at the bullpen. Especially with, with you on that. Yes, painters hopefully coming up. Um, yeah. And so that's another ace right there. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Seriously. Um, but I agree. I our bullpen games have gone well, but what we need is someone like on the days when Wheeler and Nola just don't have it, they can only go like four, five innings, like someone yeah. who can then pitch more than one good inning, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it's, it's what hard. we have. That's what we have Sir Anthony and yep. Alvarado for. We yeah. can't have like four of those guys. Yeah. Um, Cause that's kind of what, well, Alvarado has obviously been pretty good in the bullpen. Um, the bullpen's kind of what... Because Alvarado gave up that 3-1 home run to Jordan Alvarez. And, yeah. I mean, putting Alvarado in when the Astros had been killing him all series is not my favorite move. Um but, I agree with that. <laughs> but I mean, because it's it's hard for me to complain about the pitching when we only scored one run. That too. So and uh, JT had put his glove like right there. Also, <laughs> like yeah, I was like, it, could have put it like a little farther out, <laughs> right? You know, like um, yeah, interfere with it a little bit. Right, right. So, I mean, they're leaning into pitches, so why not? 
Exactly. But speaking of players who have improved so much, I mean, Alvarado was one of them, obviously. Yeah, massively. It's been nice to see him um, improve because he got sent down because he was not great. And then whatever they did in AAA clearly worked because he was just stellar coming back from AAA. He came up with that cutter grip in AAA. Yeah. So if that was it. Was that what that was? I think that's, if I remember correctly. Because huh. that's really what changed when he came back. That's right. Obviously, like, he didn't pitch the cutter every single time. but Right. That but that was, helps. That was the pitch that, like, nobody could hit. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's nice to see, like, homegrown or, like, because typically what happens when players come here to the Phillies, they don't improve or, like, they're just kind of – but then you have Bryce Harper. Schwarber yeah. was great this season. Mm-hmm. Alvarado came back and was great. Eflin was great coming into the bullpen. Oh, that was amazing. So – this to me feels like a new era for the Phillies. It does. Like it just wasn't a. It wasn't just a fluky, weird, riding the hot wave kind of season. Honestly, it's like I feel like it's um, it's so weird too that we are all sad about Harper's surgery and like <laughs> yeah, that's right. Out, but like we're not that upset about it because we went through this a similar thing last this past season. Yeah. He was gone for several months and they still kept winning. So I, I feel weird at being this optimistic. About <laughs> yeah, I know. It's usually cause for concern for being optimistic about one of your, or one of our teams. Um, mm-hmm. That's the Philly sports way. Truly. Like, we had expectations for the Sixers, decent expectations for the, the Eagles. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Flyers. Um, but I think out of all four of the teams, the set, the second lowest expectations were the Phillies. Because it could be second or third lowest because depending because everybody was questioned like Hertz. So depending on who you ask, it's second or third lowest. And for them to go to the World Series, it's just the only time it feels like we do well is when people just don't believe in us. Yeah, underdogs, always. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I don't get it. Like, how it blows my mind every time. That's I mean, the only yeah. time. This isn't, this is a Phillies podcast, but like the Eagles being nine and one and people still being Dying. like, uh, yeah, uh, they're going to be like the 2020 Steelers. Like, it won't turn into anything. Like, just watch. Just wait. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, hey, I in the beginning in the beginning of the uh, the Philly season before the season started, people had asked me like what my realistic expectations were for this team. I remember that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I for some reason said the NLCS because once you get into the postseason, anything can happen. Uh, and I'm not usually an optimist like that or crazy. Uh, 
but I don't know. It, it was it was just such a fun and magical season. No matter what way it ended. I agree. Like I'll never forget this season. No. It was so special. And I was not that optimistic at the beginning. Obviously, I was very happy with the signings of Schwarber and Castellanos, but I knew it was going to take a while for them all to gel together. Yeah. And I had a feeling we would break the postseason drought, especially mm-hmm. allowing a new team in for the wild card. Like, yeah. I just had a feeling. You know, I was like, I feel like they're going to somehow fight their way in and then get eliminated in the first round. Those were truly, <laughs> truly my expectations. But obviously glad that they exceeded those. Right. Yeah, when, when we just made the playoffs, I was like, just make the playoffs. I don't care anymore. Just make the playoffs. Um, and I, I don't like buying merch from a postseason that doesn't end in a championship. Uh, but clearly, I ignored that this year. Um, because it was just, it meant something this year. The ending of the drought, a new, it, felt, it feels like a new era. And at the beginning, I was just like, just get to the playoffs. I don't care. And then we beat the Cardinals. And I was like, oh, well, there's some. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, there's, okay, maybe. And then I was like, okay, well, on to Atlanta. And then we beat Atlanta. I'm like, oh, well, okay, let's, let's get to the World Series, because I see we can beat the we can beat the Padres. Definitely. So. And then we just... For anyone who's seen that meme about, like, cocky versus distraught. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the cockiness meter was going up quite a bit. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, you, you always try to stay level-headed, but when this team is looking this good, you didn't... You didn't care. Especially at Citizens Bank Park, man. That was like, oh man, being there in that atmosphere. Like, uh, obviously, not everyone got to do that, but right. Even I feel like even on the TV, it came across. Oh yeah, how insane it was. And at first, uh, you know, they kept winning at home, so I was like, "There's no way they're gonna lose here." Um, you know, that didn't happen. Right. At but, least they didn't celebrate on our field. That too. I was very concerned about that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Um, because you don't want the other team celebrating on your field. You don't want them celebrating in your dugout. Yeah. Look what happened when we won the NLDS and the NLCS. We celebrated on our field. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice to celebrate on Atlanta's field. Yeah. It would have been just a little nice. But obviously, I'll take a win no matter what. And that that's the one thing I keep telling myself about the World Series is at least they did not celebrate on our field. That's a great point. I just – I didn't want that happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who do you think was the biggest surprise this season, even including the trade uh, acquisitions? Oh. Uh, for me, the first person that came to mind was Bryson Stott. Like, I I feel like I 
didn't pay that much attention to <laughs> how he was doing right like in the minors mm-hmm. um and then he didn't get a lot of playing time in yeah. the early months under Girardi but whenever he did it was clearly noticeable how skill like mm-hmm. it took a while for his swing and his stance and everything to get all right but yeah. defensively you know just uh, making great plays um and then when he got it together offensively too and had really really great clutch hits even in the playoffs like yeah every time he did that in the playoffs I kept being like he's a rookie yeah as a rookie he was doing this yes in all of the series in the playoffs like that's incredibly impressive and he should be proud yeah absolutely um I hope his mom's watching this later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you are. Right. <laughs> uh, but he was our number one position prospect, and we had been waiting for him to come up. Like, it was only a matter of time. And then watching him in spring training just eat pitches and take oh, walks. Too. Yeah. I so that. I was like, okay, well, he has the patience. He's if so he cool. has – Yeah. If he has the patience, I wasn't – I saw he had the patience, I wasn't worried. Because if you can just n- hit pitches, knock them out, and lay off the bad ones, you're going to get a pitch you like. Mm-hmm. So, right. so for a rookie trying to make the opening day roster, seeing him knowing you have to perform, seeing him just take pitches, that was a really good thing to see. So who would you pick as your standout player? So Schwartberg kind of surprised me with how well he did, but I have to go Marsh. And I say that because he wasn't that great for the angels. Like he was good and he was, you know, but he wasn't great. I have shout out, yeah, shout out to Kevin Long also for yes, absolutely helping all of our players, everyone, <laughs> including Harper. Like literally, from whether you're a rookie or you're a veteran, he helps you. Yeah, because it just goes to show that you can always improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was shout out to him. I'm so glad he's sticking with us for a few more years. Definitely need that. Uh, it's nice to see that they're keeping the same front office guys yeah, uh, that took us to the World Series. It's kind of smart. <laughs> um, but I do have to go Marsh because he fixed such a gaping hole for this franchise. It feels like. I, like we're, we got our center fielder now. Mm-hmm. And he's young. He's so young. And so he's only going to get better. Yeah. One would think. Yeah, we hope and we think. (laughs) Same thing. He hit multiple playoffs or home runs in the playoffs. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. And another one is is Stubbs. I mean, we have our backup catcher for a while. Love Love Stubbs. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's so charismatic. And, like, not enough people give credit to how important that is in a clubhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, him making the playlist and, you know, being the DJ and always starting a party. Like, that 
that is part of why the team did so well and why they bonded so much. Yeah, is because and he of came him. With that case of beer. <laughs> yeah, and he was holding that big. The second game in St. Louis, there was a picture of him getting off the bus, holding a big case of tequila, and I was like, yep. "They're gonna win tonight." Like, <laughs> um, but yes, I absolutely agree. He had that one amazing walk-off home run in the regular season. That was uh, funny. T Max call. Did yes. Did he do it? Hey, he did, did it. it. Yeah. I, amazing call by T-Mac. Mm-hmm. I love T-Mac. And while you can't fill Harry Callis's shoes, mm-hmm. I mean, that dude was a legend. Um, yeah, of course. But I, I love T-Mac. He's a great person. He, he's great with us. Like, the dude came down from the, from the press box just to take a selfie with me. Like, come on. Yeah, very, yeah, just like a genuinely kind person also. Yeah, I mean, I obviously am not a fan of any other baseball team, so I don't know how those go, but, I mean, for him to do that is just awesome. He didn't have to do that. I thought it was just going to be yeah. like a uh, him in the booth taking a funny picture with me down below, but no, he actually came down. Yeah, so nice. I mean, and we we have the most amazing broadcasting team also and radio yeah. guys, Fransky. Oh, my God. I, I love mean, them. Literally extend all of these people. <laughs> please. <laughs> Give them lifetime contracts, please. Yeah. Can't like, imagine hearing so anyone great. else. Like, who else no. has Bedlam at the bank? Yeah, exactly. Who else would, like – and when uh, – with Croc too, when Stott hit that three-run home run, he was like, "Get out, get out, get out!" <laughs> it was just—it's funny. Like, there's just things like with this broadcast team, both for the live broadcast and the radio broadcast, that not a lot of people, not a lot of teams get. Yeah. I mean, you always have the iconic Yankees or whatever, but I love our guys. Can't go wrong with them. Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to Brandon Marsh, do you have anything else you want to share about him? Because he is very he is great and we should acknowledge that. He is great. I yes, he deserves a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the conversation. Um JT's second half of the season also surprised me. Oh yeah. Cause we all know he's the best catcher in baseball, but it, he was not having a great start. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, his first half of the season was not great. And when uh, the last series, I believe, was against Toronto, or no, it was against uh, Miami. He, we played Miami, he did great, and then he came back. He was just a whole different player, it felt like. Oh, that was another turning point for me. Like, we played our last series before the break in Miami. And then the players started posting on social media and their wives that they all stayed in Miami together and were, like, hanging out during the break. And I was like... The chemistry. Yeah. I was like, this team has amazing chemistry. 
they want to spend they spend so much time together mm-hmm. and this is like a five-day break and they still want to spend that time together with their families exactly. like really getting to know each other and all of their families wives kids everything like that's when I realized too this is a very special team yeah they were literally watching Schwarber at the all-star break at the all-star yeah. game like if if you saw Garrett Stubbs is of course it was Stubbs um <laughs> He had the game on on his phone there at dinner, and there was a picture of him. Oh, his, uh, he was actually watching Schwerber. Yeah, and there's That's just little weird. things that we that should have led us to believe that this team was legit, but mm-hmm. oh, it was fun. Actually, around that time, I have a screenshot of a text that I sent my friend who lives kind of like near Center City. So I texted her. It was like literally July 30th, and I said. It was like after whatever game happened on that day, if the Phillies ever win the World Series again, can I stay with you for the like after the parade? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I was like, I can't believe I was clearly I was feeling that late July. Like this team is so special. Like I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with our first episode to end it. And we are both very optimistic fans. Uh, if, okay, so assuming we get one of the four shortstops and we, regardless of who it is, because all four of them are very good, all four of them are going to do great things for us. So what do you expect next season to look like in terms of our record? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this. I think we'll have, we'll be like in the 90s. I, I'm like, I'm hesitant to say over 100. Yeah, I just feel like. Yeah, because you still got to play the Mets and the Braves who are just going to read. Literally, I feel like that's a little too optimistic. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'll be very happy if we get over 100. <laughs> right. But I, I think we'll be, I'm going to say like 94 wins. That's close to what I have. I have like 92-ish. Yeah. Like definitely like somewhere around the 90s. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if we got... You were 87, close... right? Yeah, I believe... I'm pretty sure it's 87. I'm blanking on mm-hmm. right now, but I'm like 99% sure it's 87. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I have about 90-some-odd games. So if we can do 87 with what we did this year, we can – and with our additions, I don't see how we can't do even better. I agree. Again, we ha- we're we going to have Harper out for at yes. least half of the season. So that will be a huge factor. We yeah, may not do too. as well in the first half, but we will still do well, especially, yeah, with whoever yeah. this shortstop is and then – Hopefully some strong arms um, as well. <laughs> yes. All right. I will end this uh, first by saying Phillies signed Trey Turner. And that Trey Turner. <laughs> right. And second, thank you guys for uh, listening. Jen, thank you for coming on. We're going to – this is going to be a fun season. I'm excited to have everything on record this year. Um, so it's, it's going to be fun. 
I'm looking forward to next time when Haley comes on. Again, mm-hmm. this is pretty sporadic because of the off season, so uh, we're just kind of getting everything in tune. So stay tuned for everything else. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you when we see you. Go, yes. Phil. Go, Phil. <laughs>